Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome back to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm going to jump right into our topic today. And I'm going to title this one, Church and Children, Ways to Stop Abuse. The Church and Our Children, Ways to Stop Abuse. There has been a new story that just came out about um, something that happened in Maryland with the Catholic Church, over 600 children abused, and allegedly this abuse went on and people were trying to report it and stop it, and it was not stopped, it was covered up. Um, I don't know why, but the Catholic Church is just plagued with stories like this. Some of them are absolutely disturbing. A year ago or two years ago, I read one. It was disturbing. It was just disturbing what happened to this young man and um, how he was raped and sodomized by a priest. His mother didn't believe him, didn't help him, and it went on and on until he basically decided he wasn't going back to the church anymore. Um, There are other stories like that. There are thousands of stories like that. Someone sent me a story, and I actually did an interview with this man some time ago about the Catholic Church in Africa and how over so many years, thousands and thousands of children had been abused sexually. Um, And I want to talk about it, how to protect our children, because there are some ways that we can protect our children, and this can stop. What I marvel at, I think, is that this keeps happening because by now we know that there's a problem. There's a problem, not only in the Catholic Church, but mainly in the Catholic Church. It just seems like they got something going on. And I, I have to make a confession. I had thought of converting to Catholicism. And the one thing that stopped me was this abuse. Because, see, I would be on the six o'clock news. First thing I see something, you know, I'm reporting, I'm a snitch proud, not afraid, you know, I I couldn't be a part of that, and so I never could go forward with my conversion because um, of this abuse, this long and sordid history of abuse. I'm going to put an explicit um, tag on this particular episode, but I want to talk about how we can stop it, and the first thing is, I, I don't get this, as parents, you have to be mindful that there are predators out there and there are more predators than what you might think so as the role of a parent is very very complex and it's very layered one of the things as a parent you do is you provide you and you nurture and you do other things but the other big job as a parent and especially for young children is to protect you can't just let your children be around people and adults without monitoring I believe that the number one way that we can just really eliminate abuse to a certain extent, because you do have parents who are abusive too, is you can monitor your children, the the people in your child's life. You don't just let your children be around everybody. And when they are around other adults, which in other children, that's a good thing and it can be healthy, you just monitor that. You keep your eyes open and your ears open. And you make sure that you know what's going on because, you know, I had this thing with my daughter and she still talks about it this day. I told, you know, somebody hurt my daughter one time, they won't get to do it a second time. 
you might do okay unfortunately somebody might get hurt one time but it shouldn't happen repeatedly and that's what happened because the first moment that you see your child has been hurt there are a series of actions that you need to take number one you need to get away from the abusive people number two you need to report and if nothing isn't done you need to publicize you need to report and publicize and you need to let people know so that it doesn't happen to anybody else so that's the first thing that's you have to monitor years ago when my daughter I don't know how my daughter was but I think we had just moved here so she had to be like nine or ten we moved here, I think when she was eight we went to we were visiting this church I think this is before I had actually joined my church and I was visiting different churches trying to decide which church to join and I let her go to children's church didn't think too much of it because when we were in Florida she went to children's church and everything was good nothing happened you know again I'm that kind of parent to monitor because I know what predators do and I know how they work so I was you know not worried and then I was looking for my daughter children we were dismissed children's church was dismissed and this church they had dinner afterwards and this is a well-known church in Atlanta so I'm looking around I'm thinking god where's my daughter I'm looking around and I'm seeing other children run around but I don't see my daughter and my heart could beat a little faster thinking about this my daughter was in a room with a pastor who was literally about seven times bigger than she was and he was talking to her the door was open at the time they were kind of off to themselves and I was like what's going on and he seemed to be like really fascinated with my daughter supposedly because she was such a biblical scholar which I have to admit you know I had always taught her the Bible at home so it wasn't like she just went to church and learned about God and the Bible we did Bible study at home as a child so my daughter knew and you know I wanted to expand her lessons and I didn't also want her to just be religious I wanted her to have a real relationship and I want her to understand how to use these stories and blah 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 and I remember feeling so disturbed but you know what I never went back to that church again the only time I went back to that church is when there was a funeral there and I had to go there and that's when her grandfather died her father's father so I I, I just want to say this if you even suspect abuse you don't have to be at that that's not a, don't put your child through that this is this brings up another really interesting issue is that I'm concerned about parents because I don't know how as a parent you cannot be suspicious and live with your eyes wide open I mean you don't have to get that deep with the news to know that abuse is pervasive and prevalent in our society in the world so as a parent I don't know how you just mindlessly let your children go places and it makes me question parents but that's the first thing you 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 monitor when you feel like something funny going on or shady going on you get the hell out of dodge you don't that's not that's not a that's not a place you want to be because what abusers do is they're looking for victims so they know that you're going to not respond and you're going to accept it they're going to keep abusing when there's no real consequence and this is the part about the Catholic Church that seems to baffle me is these people all in the name I guess of religion which doesn't make sense they they were no consequences is if you are found that even suspected of abuse just kick them out 
And, 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 and you know what? They got to go. They got to go somewhere else and get Jesus. They can't be in the church working as an official because they will hurt people. And so that, that kept me, that's another issue with parents. Because in this really, really gross case of abuse that I read about, I think it was last year, um, the, the, young, the man said that he told his mother. And his mother supposedly didn't believe him. Now, when you are raped as a child, there is not going to be a way a person won't know you've been raped. Because you're going to have the mental and emotional and physical effects of rape. He was sodomized and brutalized and he had the physical effects and his mom supposedly something's going on there that is sick but something i'm telling you something something's going on but if you're a good parent the first thing you do is you monitor and you report and you publicize the other thing is this you have to understand that there is a difference between religion and relationship religion is about practices and rituals and ordinances and if you don't follow those then you're not a part of the religion with God it is a relationship with God and you it's not about all the rules and regulations there may be some but where are they coming from and the question is if you're using a religious text how is that text being used the problem with many many churches and religion is that they are not using these holy books in the right way. These books were not written to us. These books were written about people and their relationship with God and with mankind. And so when you're reading them, the only way you read them is to get the lessons from them. Whereas I know people, they're trying to recreate a world that existed 6,000 years ago. So the way that women were treated 6,000 years ago, which was a very bad place to be, women were raped. And this is biblical. You just don't take my word for it. You know, the woman can just be picked up by somebody and raped. And women did not have a lot of rights and they were oppressed. And you don't find a lot where women were creative. And you got to understand the creation story. No man was there when God made the earth. I believe that God is real. But there was no man there with a pen and some paper, parchment, a papyrus, or whatever they call that paper. There was nobody there with a pen writing that out. That story was created. So when you read this, it's not that you can't use that story. It's not that that story can't be powerful. You have to understand. You have to figure out the lesson in that story and ask yourself, can it be applied? The point I'm trying to make is the way you can stop abuse is you got to stop some of this bad religious teaching because you got people out here teaching men that hey you don't need to be married in the catholic church you know they don't have wives and they're not marrying but you are sexual we are we're sexual beings our hormones influence our sexual drive and so these men have a sex drive so there is not that then you i don't know how i don't know why prayer gets that there's a solution for that and yet they don't marry. And so guess who becomes the target of their sexual thirst? It becomes children and other vulnerable people. And that does not have to happen. And so bad religious practices is a part of this too. And you have to, we gotta, we gotta challenge this. I am a proponent. I believe, let me go back for a second. I believe the Bible is the most powerful book ever written. 
the problem that I have is not with the Bible. The problem that I have is the way that people teach from the Bible and the way they use the Bible. It has caused people to be enslaved. It has caused people's lands to be taken. It has caused people to practice, have practices that really hurt us in the end, like polygamy, which you say is a bad practice, human practice, because it it hurts people. Diseases, more diseases, more drama, more trauma, just so many things. So you have people trying to relive instead of extracting the lesson. And there are countless lessons. That book is anointed by God. It is a book that has an anointing. And it's a book that it doesn't matter what you read. You can read the same scripture like 10 times and you can get something different out of it because it is a holy book. It is a sanctified book. The problem is people are misusing it. They are abusing it. And it breaks my heart. I know it probably grieves God's heart because we're not using it to be better. And this is why so many people, you know, you, you talk about like, for example, Jeffrey Dahmer, you got people that are religious but that religious part, it doesn't teach them to have relationship with God because relationship is what allows you to trust God. And when you trust God, you can follow God. And when you follow God, you're less likely to live a life. You're going to make mistakes. Don't fall short. You're less likely to live a life where you intentionally and maliciously continually hurt people and you know you're hurting them. And that's the problem with religion and churches sometimes. Not every church. You you have to be so careful about that. You have to have an independent mind. Uh, and that's what I want to say. Another thing about protecting our children is you don't you teach your children about, and this is touchy, you have to teach them what can happen to them. And you don't want them to be afraid, but you want them to be aware. My daughter was taught as a child, and I taught my students this, there's inappropriate behavior and there's appropriate behavior. In teaching, when I first started teaching 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, many teachers had what I call an appropriate closeness, especially when you're teaching at-risk children. They need to be close to you. But it needs to be what I call, I'm going to put this in my book, an appropriate closeness. There were people that, coaches that had kids stay over and they, they didn't abuse the children because they had an appropriate closeness. Those children needed that. They didn't have good home environments. They had chaos and violence. And so these coaches and different teachers took them out of that and nurtured them. But that's for people who are healthy and they're not abusers. But you have to teach your children even to be mindful. I told my daughter, if someone, you know, touched her in a certain way or said certain things to her, to tell me. And and I even dealt with the fact that they could threaten and say, oh, if you tell me I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to hurt your mom. I dealt with that. I told her, listen, nobody can hurt me. I'm like superwoman, baby. And so I had to, you have to teach your children. That's how we can save so many children is that you have to teach them. You have to give abuse education. This is unfortunate. You don't want them to be afraid, but you want them to be aware. And I don't know what this is about, how you send your child to church and you don't tell your child anything because there are certain things like, again, there are cases, there's one case, I'm going to put a link of this article that AP just came out with about this Catholic church in Maryland. And one of the victims had been raped repeatedly. How? The first time she was raped, it should have ended. It should, I don't know, as a parent, I don't know how in the world. And then it's always like we went to the church. 
you go to the church. Listen, you don't have to go to church where there's abuse. This is why a lot of people are not going to church. They're not against God. Unfortunately, some have turned against God because of the bad representation. They're against the church that practices evil. Nobody wants to go to a place where evil is practiced. And and nobody, there's no checks and balances. And so, you okay, again, one time, mm -mm, you're not going back. You got to tell children, you can't go back. And if you tell your parent and the parent doesn't do anything, you got to tell somebody else. And this is something that I did as a teacher. I would tell my students. Is abuse will never stop until you tell somebody. You have to tell somebody. And if that person doesn't respond, you find somebody else to tell until you get help. And that's part of it, too. You have to teach children. Now, again, what's weird is that I'm concerned about some of these parents. Because I don't know how a child gets raped several times. One time, okay, it happened. It was evil. It was heartbreaking. We're gonna stop this. You're never going back to that church. I don't get how you you go back. And this is this is what happened in the other article I read. That was I, I was traumatized by that article. I had to detox because this young man was about a killing of a priest, and they were looking at different suspects. And this guy came up because he had been severely um, abused and, and raped and sodomized by these priests. And it was he wasn't the only one. So they were looking at different people that could have possibly. The priest was beaten, not to death. He died later from his injuries. But that's that. Oh man, that was a whole nother story. But anyway, I want to say, teach your children. Teach your children about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. If you see something, say something. If you don't have children or it's not your child personally, and you see something, you need to say something. Because if you don't. The evil will continue. There, I've mentioned this before in my last two episodes. Listen to the one that I did called When the Devil Whispers Your Name. Satan is real. There's a, there's a battle going on between good and evil. And there are some people who allow themselves to be used by evil. And this is what has happened in this church. And see, the enemy wants the church to be defiled. They, they want all this stuff to happen there because they think, okay, if we can get people to turn away from the church, we can get people to turn away from God. And that's the whole plan is to kill, steal, and destroy. And so you have to teach your children and what to do. And you have to watch, too, if you don't have children and you have to say something because if you don't, that blood is also on your hands. Literally and figuratively, you really are part of the problem too and so the other thing is is this is radical but the government has to shut down these churches when is this much abuse i don't like i said i don't i i am disturbed because over and over and over again the article that i'm going to put in the description box is from the ap and according to this article over 600 i'm gonna say that again over 600 children have been abused from this one particular church how so at this point it you know they say it's a separation of church and state not when you're abusing children these are babies these are children and they can't fend for themselves and it's not like when you're 15 even when you're 15 you can't say you know what this is an abusive situation i think i'm gonna pack up my stuff and leave you definitely can't do that when you're eight you can't do that when you're four 
And so somebody has to protect the children and the government has to get involved when there are cases like this in the Catholic Church. She's doing this and there needs to be some laws in place that says, if you abuse children, we keep getting reports and we can prove that you abuse these children, guess what? This is going to be shut down, period. Again, some people are motivated to do good because they want to be pleasing to God. They understand that God is real and that he is love and that he is light. And they want to please God. They want they they love, they want to do good for good sake. There are some people who just don't want to do. They won't do good unless you put a threat, a whip behind them. You got to threaten them. It's got to shut this stuff down. How in the world can they keep abusing? Again, someone sent me something. This was about a couple of years ago, and this was in Africa, but it's all over. And it had happened for a decade. And again, I was upset because it's not just about the church. It's about the parents, too. You know your child's been hurt, and you let your child go back. And you, you, you didn't separate yourself. And that's the lie that people tell. This is how we can stop this. Listen, I'm not going anywhere where I know that people practice hurting children. I remember when we had a big case here in Atlanta and Eddie Long was accused of abusing some boys and raping, you know, it was, he was accused of molesting some boys. And um, many people left the church because they said, you know, I can't sit under this teaching. And that, and when they left, I don't think they hated him. I don't think many people, you know, people struggle with different things and that was his struggle. But do you know there was another minister that told the people, no, go back to him. Go back to him. I was like, whoo, this particular minister has been controversial, his whole ministry. And I don't know why anybody would listen to him. But these people, you know, he told them to go back. He, because what happened was they people started going to his church. And he basically told these people to go back to this man. And really what should have happened was, is that Eddie Long should have stepped down. He should have stopped teaching for a while. And if he did have that struggle, he should have dealt with that spiritually and had a season of atonement and purging and all that. Instead, he was, you know, talking about the people and the rest of history. The man is dead now. But, you know, that's another thing. You don't, you can't, you can't participate. You gotta, that's how you stop this. You, you're not going. You're not giving your money. You're not giving your time because you can't be a part of a system. These people abuse and they get away with it because nobody does anything. This has to stop. Again, so let's just recap because I'm running out of time. Number one, you need to monitor what is happening. I, as a parent, I just didn't let my child go to places. She went to some things or something she didn't go to. But whatever she did, I was always monitoring what was going on. Number two, you need to say something. If, if abuse happens, you don't need to send your child back to that church or back, back to that place. Get away from that. Report and publicize. Report and publicize. Publicize and report. And you've done your part and then stay away. Number three, we can stop this church, this abuse with children in churches by teaching our children what to be aware of because you want to it's, a, it's an uncomfortable thing but we need to talk about what's appropriate what's not appropriate what you know should happen what shouldn't happen 
And that's another thing. You should not, your child should not be alone with adults in spaces where there are no other people that can monitor what is going on too. Because again, the, the, the devil is real. He is it, real. Because this doesn't, this is just sick and evil. So you have to do that. You also have to, um, I, I want to push for the government to shut down places and churches where there is a systematic history of abuse. The Catholic Church has to get itself together because this is just, like I said, I read an article and I still, if I let myself think about it, because I practice mindfulness, but if I let myself think, I would just cry and get sick because this young man's story was in the New York Times and it was what happened to him was just disturbing. And if he wasn't only one, I think in the back of my mind, knowing that this happened to so many other young men, it just, it just, it was just horrific. But um, you have to um, make sure that you educate your children and you get away and the government has to shut this thing down. And parents need to be held accountable too. This is the part that's really touching. I, again, okay, somebody hurts your child one time, but as a parent, you let your child go back into this environment where they told you already that they were hurt and you let them go back and you know as a child again you can't say oh you know I'm seven years old I'm not going I'm seven years old I'm going to get away from this abuse you can't do you can't pack up and leave and so we have to do the last thing I want to say to stop um, this abuse in churches is you're going to have to hold the parents accountable somebody has to be accountable children don't choose to be here and when they're born the adult people have the responsibility to provide, to nurture, to teach, to love, and to protect. And you and yes, things can happen to your child. That was one of the most painful things. As a parent, you realize that no matter how much you try, people can still um, come in and hurt your child. Now, I'm, my daughter is in a very extreme minority. She was never abused. Um, she never went through any sexual abuse or verbal abuse, any of that. She's just a rare breed, a rare child. But um, there are people who do this and they know that, first of all, they do it to their children themselves, but then they let these people in churches do it and they don't stop it. And I'm saying there needs to be an accountability. Their parents need to be accountable. This has to stop. Well, email me on anything else you can think of and what we can do. I want to end with this. I think we we got a sick world. We have a lot of sickness happening in our world, and we have to pray for our world. Sometimes I have to catch myself because I have so much going on as an individual, and I can find myself, you know, praying about my personal situation, my job, my finances, or whatever. But I never ever want to forget to pray for the nation and for our world. And I ask you to join me in praying for our nation and our world don't just pray for your children but pray for other people's children don't just pray for your finances we have to pray for other people's finances we must not just pray for our own healing mental physical emotional spiritual but we have to pray for the healing of other people and this is why when I talk about people I always try to emphasize when I'm talking about people, I'm not trying to talk about them in a negative way. They may be an example, and but I try to emphasize we shouldn't hate them. We shouldn't really talk about them in a bad way. 
we should never we have to understand that we could be like them. We are all close to that. If we don't if we don't fight this spiritual battle in the right way, anybody, anybody can be on the six o'clock news at any time. We have to pray for people because we have to pray for against evil and darkness and this abuse and this perversion, this sexual perversion that the people who own the, like I said, the media, I was telling about this one show and they base it on a book and the stuff is not even in the book. So they added this perversion on all this stuff and people are seeing this and they're acting on it. We got to pray against that. Prayer is powerful. I have seen things happen through prayer. And we have to pray against this because this is how one of the things that the inner tools that the enemy uses to get into the hearts and minds of people. Well, I'm about to run out of time. I'm doing my pre-recordings so that I can press uh, play. And, and so um, may you be blessed, blessed, peace and abundant blessings to you and your family. This is Cherie Hardy. This is Bad Thought Therapy. You can email me at badthoughttherapy.com at gmail.com if you have a question, comment, or you would like to be a guest on the show. I really appreciate you listening, and I pray that you and your family are well. Take care.